Welcome to Matt Levitt Online, the podcast on all things top line. Matt has helped thousands of solopreneurs grow their businesses from concept to execution. Enjoy the episode. As we go out here and we build our business, we're talking to people, we're going to run into common objections. And those common objections, I feel, can be categorized into about six different categories. You're going to have price as an objection. You're going to have timing as an objection. You're going to have this fear of change. People don't want to change. Businesses don't want to change. Consumers don't want to change. Uh, Trust is an issue. So price, timing, fear of change, trust. Uh, Getting permission from somebody else, a spouse, a partner, um, supervisor, etc. And then there's another one here. The sixth one is complacency to change. So just being flat out complacent. So let's talk about this. Let's go through these uh, common objections that we, in the business of sales, in the business of building entrepreneurial business of some kind, in the business of being an independent contractor of some kind, uh, moving our product to somebody else, uh, we're going to run into common objections. Now, in the process of uh, presenting, if we do our proper research, we should cut down on our objections and that'll allow us to uh, prevent some objections it'll allow us to preempt some objections and so doing the proper research understanding who the customer uh, uh, consumer might be understanding what product they're already using understanding what what their business is just understanding more about who they are before you go in is powerful so have that research develop the plan to be able to design that plan that you're going to Um, cover these things in your presentation properly. That's a common way to overcome these common objections. And then, of course, uh, you want to be in a position to uh, create the right message uh, that's going to work and and rehearse that message and understand what, and that message is those common objections, what you're going to be going through, what you're going to be hearing. And part of what I'm doing here on this particular podcast is, is to go through some of these common objections and give you just a couple of insight and ideas. And this is what I pulled off of the course that I'm in in developing right now on working with objections. That's a course that I'm working on right now that's going to be out very soon. So as of this recording, for those of you that are listening to this much later than the actual recording date, probably my course is already out working with objections. So let's talk about this. Uh, price. You know, somebody's going to say your product costs too much. I can get it somewhere else or I can get it from XYZ company for the same price or maybe even a little less. You know, you run into that a lot. Price really should not be an issue. And here's why it should not be an issue. If it is an issue, then we need to overcome this ourselves many times by doing this. Number one, cover the price uh, th- throughout your uh, presentation or prior to actually meeting with them, help them understand what, what the price is. And many times, even though they know what the price is, uh, it's still, still going to be uh, an objection that you have to work through. All right. Now, let's say that you've got a nutritional supplement that you're working with and your nutritional supplement product is, is more expensive than something else that's out there. One of the things that you maybe haven't pointed out is the quality of your product. One of the things that you haven't pointed out is the quality of the value of service that they're going to get by working with you. And if you're working in the nutritional supplement arena, a lot of people who are that are in the direct sell arena working with nutritional supplements are 
dealing with a product price point. I'll tell you when I dealt with financial services, same thing, product price point. Um, you know, maybe my insurance policy costs were a little bit more expensive or a little less expensive or whatever the case may be. We're dealing with price all the time. People shopping you, automobile insurance. If you're an auto insurance um, agent, uh, property and casualty agent, you're going to be shopped on price a lot. I will tell you that I buy my insurance in those arenas based on service, based on that service. So I'm, you've got to sell that service. You've got to sell what makes you superior over the competition. You need to know what your unique value is to be able to provide to customers that's going to set you apart. This is what is going to cause price to not be an issue. It has to become a non-issue for you. Okay? Now, give yourself some time. Think about that. Do some research on that and understand how you can service somebody better. What makes you unique? That's the difference here. All right, let's talk about timing. I'm too busy. Call me back in a month. Here's what I know. If somebody's too busy today, they typically are too busy a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. Chances are they're just going to be too busy. One of the things you want to do is, I understand, um, you know, life is crazy right now. I understand this time of year. I understand your business is really busy right now. One of the things that our product does is it allows to free up some time. And or one of the things that I offer is I offer an implement, implementation process that I go directly into uh, your business and I set the whole thing up. I do all of the protocols. I do all of the training. I work through the whole process. You're not going to have to worry about any of that. Now, the so timing, if that's an issue uh, that you're dealing with, understand that you're probably going to be dealing with that a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. So make sure that you get to the real issue here and find out if they're either just simply not interested, but if you can show them how to actually reduce their time and say, look, I know it's a timing issue and, um, and, and now may not be a good time. However, let me ask you this. Will a month from now make any difference? Will that really make any difference, Mr. Customer? And get to the bottom of it. All right, so that's timing. So we got price, we got timing. Let's go to fear of change. Fear of change is about, we've been doing the same thing for the last 10 years. Why would we want to change? Um, it's going to take too much to reorganize or redo or redevelop or retrain or re-whatever, whatever. Part of the timing question can be answered the same way with uh, uh, fear of change. A lot of times fear of change is the fact that um, and oftentimes this is related to complacency, which we'll talk about in a moment. It's the inability for the person to really make a decision and you have to walk them through and make that decision very easy for them. Make that process so it's not difficult for them, whether it's a business to business. If you're dealing with businesses, that decision has to be an easy one for them to be able to make. Or if they're a consumer and they're reluctant to change, get to the root issue of what it is and why they're um, not willing uh, to make that change. I'll give you an example. I recently went in to buy a new laptop and I was working with uh, somebody. I didn't really go in to actually buy. I was just going in and browsing. However, I will tell you that if, if the salesperson that was at the store, at the Apple store, you know, would have been a bit better and more knowledgeable about how me changing over my systems, one of the reasons I didn't want to do it is because right now it's a very crazy time and I don't want to have to transfer all of my stuff over to another computer. The reality is that's a very dumb objection because 
everything's in the cloud, so it would be a very simple process. Well, instead of the person coming back and saying uh, something like, you know, obviously they didn't want to make me feel dumb, uh, yet it could have been as simple as most likely a lot of your stuff is on the cloud, right? And I'd said, yeah. He said, well, it's real simple. All we have to do is this. And he could have shown me, could have demonstrated to me how and why I could have been, been able to do that. Another thing you can use in all of objections that I found to work really well is Phil felt found. And we'll go into that more on another podcast and the power of what that means. But as an example, it's like, hey, I understand how you feel when I got when I got my new uh, product. This is how I felt. And here's here's some of the things that I found. Now, you don't want to necessarily use feel, felt, found. You got to put this in your own words. Here's what happened to me. Here's what I was realizing. Here's some of the the solutions that were put my way. And here's kind of what brought me to and the feeling that I had. And then um, the, the, the conclusion was this, which is found, you know, so that's feel, felt, found. So putting that in, think about how you can use feel, felt, found in your business right now. And it, it's a common, uh, thread and we'll get into more discussion on another podcast about that, but I want to move completely through these common objections. Change really can be difficult. And so fear of change is something where you have to show interest and what it is they're doing. You know, we talk about responding to somebody, but we got to listen to what it is that they really want and respond to them by listening, not just respond to them for what you feel, but respond to them in a way that is actually listening to what their objection is and getting back to them in a way that makes them feel comfortable and confident. And you're working through that fear with them. So you're actually using an empathetic approach to be able to work with that person. You're connected with them on their level and you have to demonstrate that by sharing with them how this process is going to, maybe it's the implementation process, uh, maybe, you know, the fear of change, maybe it's, um, uh, and usually that's the case, it's usually not cost, it's usually not um, something else but it's about the implementation process and making the switch over and the amount of time that it might take to actually make that happen. But, and one of the key things here is that you can just share, hey, cool thing is, is that a month from now, we do this, we get this going a month from now, you won't even have to worry about this. Yet, uh, you're, by by uh, putting this off another month, you're simply um, causing yourself more headache than you deserve. And so there's, so there's a number of ways to just um, continue back with the process with them. Trust. Let's go through trust because these are another one of the common objections. It's a big, big common objection. And the key is, um, is understanding and identifying what these are so you can begin to work through these objections. I want to get you feeling and understanding and you finding out, yep, Matt was right. That is one of my common objections. And here's how I've been handling it or not handling it. And here's how I could be handling it. So you want to just get familiar with what those common objections are. Trust. It seems like you know what you're doing, but how do I know you really have the necessary experience? That's a trust thing that you're going to run into. And, you know, sometimes it just takes time to build trust. 
um, usually it does, you know, so it may take a second or a third or a fourth time back working with them as a potential customer to get them across or over the hurdle and working through that challenge. Because trust is about, really it's about um, people relying on your character, your ability, your strength, um, the truth that what you're saying is really going to be what you say you, you're, you're saying. So uh, I can encourage you that by doing lots of research, by understanding their business, by understanding them, and being able to provide testimonials and case studies is one way that you can work through and overcome uh, this level of, of um, you know, trust. And something you might want to do is go to what my course on um, um, making sales work for you because I talk about building confidence and developing trust in that course. All right, um, getting permission from someone. Um, that's another one of the, so price, timing, fear of change, trust, and getting permission from someone. I need to run this by my wife, my business partner, um, my, my, my spouse, my partner, my whatever, whatever, supervisor. Um, this can be, one of the ways to overcome and work through this objection is to make sure that everybody that's a decision maker is at the presentation. Otherwise, one of the things that I do, and we'll dig deeper into, when you go into my course, we're going to dig deep into really working through this objection of how do you deal with somebody in, in the, you know, that's, um, the, you know, wants to ask for permission instead of getting stumped on that and losing that opportunity. Many times we can work right down through the process to be able to make that happen. Um, and by the way, you know, Again, I'm going to go back to get everybody in the room that's responsible for making the decision or you will drive yourself absolutely crazy on this getting permission uh, concept, okay? Um, last one I want to cover of common objections. There's you, you got to find your common objections. These are the most common ones that I find. There are, I could probably add two or three or four or nine others to this easily. Yet many times, most of the common objections fit inside this. Find out for your product, your service, your company, you, what are the common objections that you're getting? Complacent to change? Complacency. I'm okay with the way things are going right now. That's a big one. Now, a lot of times, uh, that's an ego thing. Um, and you can spot this out pretty well. And I like to use some of the big motivators that cause people to buy like pride and shame to get to these people. And again, this is something that I go through in my course, um, working, uh, making sales work for you, making sales work for you. I go through in that course, how to take your customer complacency, how to take this idea of ego and the big, and, and I, I walk through these, uh, common, um, methods or big motivators that cause people to buy pride and shame are two of them and <laughs> you, you know pride's about showing the the complacent person how they can actually look really smart by getting involved with your product uh, over the competition or to their customers or to their business partners or whatever whatever shame is kind of the opposite you don't want to look stupid by not being involved or being behind times or not, you know, being being up to date. 
And so that's complacency. I can usually get complacency to work for me by working through those couple of things. Now, um, for more information, um, obviously my selling point here in, in closing is, is make sure that you subscribe. Make sure you go into our social media and subscribe to all social media. You can go in and find out, go to mattlevittonline.com, learn about all my courses that are out and the ones that are coming. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit mattlevittonline.com to sign up for emails and connect on social media for regular how-tos, business commentary, and more. That's mattlevittonline.com.